Oh, okay. Michael. What's up, Dar? What I called yesterday and told Corey about? Yeah. You have... Yeah, how? How do you know that? First, are you, why are you stalking me? Why not? Okay. <laughs> uh, why are you stalking me? Um, I went to GameStop and I just gave him your name. And they're like, oh, yeah, dog, I know that, bro. And we fist bumped and he was like... Hey, shut up, shut up. Just get to the point of the story. Circumcise this. I thought fist bumps were the I don't believe that's the right word for this. Johnny just nipped the tip. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I'll make this look good. You are now listening to the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is, you guessed it, another edition of Nothing But Real Reviews and More. we got a great show for you guys. It's fantastic, super fantastic. You look like you're going to say something already. Did I mess up? Yeah, you, you kind of cut me off, but no, <laughs> it just gone. I, I can't cut you off if you haven't said anything. No, you did. Okay, well. Uh, I'm so confused. Yeah, me too, but whatevs. We're starting this out the right way. Joining me, as oh, always, goodness. John Lucas, say hi. Hi. Shlee McNeil. <laughs> hi. And Aaron Kronikin. Hello. And I am your host, Mike Lucas. I already I... said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was interesting. We got a great show for you guys. We're going to get into DVDs coming to you guys this week, as well as movies going into theaters. We're going to review the Oscars because we didn't have time to do that last week. So it's a week old, but uh, we're going to review them anyway. And then I have a... I'm not going to reveal it, but I have something else. And then we're going to get into review of... Bridge of Spies. So, to begin, Aaron, would you please read me? Movies coming to DVDs this week. And I said it right. He's <laughs> making fun of me pre-show because I, he said I wouldn't say it right, but I did. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. Okay, we've got The Benefactor, starring Richard Gere and Dakota Fanning. Grease Live with Hold Julianne on. Huff. What happened to Dakota Fanning? Didn't she just, like, fall off the face of the planet? Yeah, her sister started doing stuff, and then she stopped doing stuff. Well, she sucked. Well, I'm not saying she was great. Whoa, how do you really feel? Yeah. I feel like she ruined an already subpar movie in War of the Worlds by screaming the entire hour and a half. Oh, yeah, she did that. (laughs) How else do you expect a 10-year-old actor to act in a disaster movie? Not whiny. Less annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I get what he's saying, but I get what both of you are saying early. Anyway, uh, go on. Okay, so then probably the biggest release is In the Heart of the Sea with Chris Hemsworth and... Uh, oh, that's the one where he like he's the boat guy. Yeah. Uh, Ron Howard directed it. The yeah. boat guy. Well, I, that's I was going to like, make a Poseidon it's joke. The, based on the true story that Moby Dick was based on, yes. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, um, it's a true story. I was really excited about novel. that because Ron Howard's usually good. It had uh, mm. a few. I, I get what you're saying about Ron Howard's usually good. I don't <laughs> like a lot of stuff that he's done. Well, yeah, because it's always so dramatic and heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, it is very dramatic, but it's it's quality work. Yeah. Like you can't you can't this deny one, that it's very uh, good. Apparently, uh, everybody has all the same complaints as usual with Ron Howard: too slow, too dramatic. Oh, it tries well, to be more epic than it actually is. So okay. I got you. But a uh, little side note, um, I saw this this uh, 
I don't know, it was a percentage meter, and it would uh, tell you which parts of the movie were accurate. And uh, one of the movies we reviewed, uh, The Imitation Game, got like 35%. It was, the rest of it was just not from the story, or they fudged it for the movie. Uh, But Rush... It's called inputting drama. Well, yes, but you can still do it, uh, because Rush, the the one that Ron Howard did, was like 85%. It was one of the highest that they had seen in a while, so... And that's, I think that's good, good to see. I, and it kind of ruined Imitation Game for me. Like, if I hadn't known that going into that movie, I wouldn't have rated it as high. It's still a great movie. Well, they tricked you, and they did what they meant to do. Therefore yeah. Therefore, you can rate it high. I know, but it's it's just, it's disappointing more than anything. But anyway, what you have more on the list? Uh, Not really. The Peanuts movie, some people might be interested in that. Woo! And then uh, Victor Frankenstein with James McAvoy and Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> yeah, my boy D. Potter. So. D. Potter? D. Potter. D- Daniel, Daniel Potter. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> That's his brother, I think. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> or stepsister. <laughs> um, anything else on that list, or is that it? No, that's it. Not, okay. a, not a good week. Yeah, not a very good week at all. Uh, so, going next, uh, will you hit me with theaters, Johnny? Coming soon to theaters. I don't think I could lift a theater. I up. mean, like, just like the, the list don't, like... Read Could them. I push you into a theater? I'm sure. Oh, Read okay. the list I made. <laughs> oh, 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 my bad. My bad. Okay. Actually, this week we got a pretty good set. Well, a, a decent set. I've heard of most of these movies, so we're, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just call it a set. They could be bad movies, but we've, at least we've heard of them. Exactly. I've seen previews for these movies, okay. therefore I know of them. Okay. Um, most notably, The Brothers Grimsby. It's a slapstick comedy of mm. a mm. soccer hooligan, or sorry, football hooligan. Yeah. Borat is, movie. Is that, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's like right. He, his brother's a secret agent or something. That has nothing to do with like the Brothers Grimm. Like I don't the, think no, so. It doesn't novel. seem like Which, it. By the way, there's actually really good novels. Yeah. Read the books. I know. And Barnes and Noble has them on sale for like 16 bucks right now. Hey. Oh, hey. What do you know? Are they sponsoring us? No. Shut up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just messing around. Um, we also have 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is the quote-unquote follow-up to Cloverfield yeah it looks I mean, it, it looks interesting from the from the theatrical trailers I mean I, I do want to see it I, that's one of the the most anticipated movies for myself particularly John Candy's in it yeah Goodman yeah, yeah you... Candy is good man yeah yeah oh, it is, is that it the is. thing <laughs> is that the <laughs> thing no okay. John Goodman's in it not Candy okay what? god your oh jokes yeah, well hey go on what else you got um, other movies I haven't really heard of: The Perfect Match, Eye in the mm. Sky, and The Other Side of the Door. All coming out March 11th. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that The Perfect Match is a guy trying to light a cigarette, but he just can't get it down. All right. <laughs> so, dead silence. Yep, I deserve that. But uh, it was insert worth some it. Tr- insert some crickets or something. No. Yeah, we oh, need a soundboard. I, yes. I totally could. Uh, so the Oscars. Um. Let's just run down uh, some of the, uh, I guess, winners from last week. Uh, Spotlight won Best Picture. Um, some dude named Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, won, my boy Decaps. My boy Decaps <laughs> uh, won Best Actor. Finally. Um, Brie Larson. Uh, uh, Brie, I want to talk about that. I watched Room. Yeah. And she's really good in it, but man, it was like watching a high-budget Lifetime movie. That's what you said. I remember you, you, remember it you was, telling me about that. It was 
not lifetime very good. because it features more of a woman's and child's no, issues no, 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 instead no, no, no. of a lifetime man's issues. because it's just like the mushiest, yeah, crappiest lifetime movies. Ugh. It's just like so what she said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind well, but you can do that in a right way. And lifetime is just like the cheesiest, and it's I literally. My mother was watching Lifetime, and I was in the room, and I didn't even, wasn't watching the screen. I had my back turned, and I heard them say something, and I quoted word for word the next words coming out of the actors. Like, it was like, John, I'm sorry. And I said, it's okay. And he said, it's okay. Oh, my god. And goodness. it was just like. Maybe you're just psychic. I maybe I But isn't the thing with lifetime is like everything's fine, everyone's happy, things are bad, but it's like it's still sunny outside. Yeah, and there's a there's a way to do it and not be cheesy well, and, and I don't know if it, Brie Larson played the character she was supposed to play. She played it well. Yeah. But it was not I'm sure it was how it was written in the book. It was not a very strong character. Okay. I mean, the her five year old son was more mentally strong than she was and it just kind of so got annoying the character points. was more annoying than the the uh, portrayal essentially yeah she was very good but i didn't like the character i didn't much like the story okay um, so i can see why she won but the movie's just not that good okay and i was gonna say this so there's no discrepancy between if she or why she won it's just the movie no, 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 as no. a whole okay um best supporting actor was mark rylance from this movie bridge of spies this week um I will say he had a good performance, but discrepancy, yep. Tom Hardy was 20 times better in The Revenant. Has anyone else seen that? I have not yet. Uh, I think The Bear should have won. Uh, the Bear uh, actually wasn't nominated. It was, it was kind of a... I'm, I'm, I was going to try to feed off you, dude, but, you know, I just... Did you guys I see that, that, joke. that Onion article where it's like Leo non, Leonardo kisses Bear before going yeah. up to receive Oscar? I did see that. By the I way, I'm that. so sad that Leonardo actually won Why? an Oscar because that so many good memes are dead now. Yeah, yes, you rest know. in peace memes. But uh, I, I think he was deserving of it. It was it was kind of a poor cast. He deserved it two or three years ago. I mean, yeah, he didn't deserve it for this performance. But no, he went. He didn't go up a whole, against a whole lot of exceptional performances, from what I hear. I haven't seen a whole lot of what else was nominated. Um, but keep it on going. Um, Alicia Vikander for the Danish Girl um, won Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu. Yeah, <laughs> you burping up some of that hamburger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just moving past it. It's just like, you know, caught it. Uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu uh, won Best Director for The Revenant. Uh, best Original Song was Sam Smith, uh, Writing on the Wall. Mm. You know, one thing I do want to point out about the Oscars this year, I don't think Star Wars won a single thing. I don't think it did. And wasn't and, that uh, a 9.5 according right. to some people? Yeah. Well, oh wow, they really didn't win anything. Yeah, like not a single sucked. thing. <laughs> Hi guys, Matt McNeil here, and I would just <laughs> like the resident uh, Star Wars re- fanboy, resident Star Wars fanboy, and I would just like to say that Star Wars. Why are you hugging won Mike? Some technical stuff. All of it went to Mad Max, and I'm very Mad salty Max about was a better it. movie. Ma- Mad Max by far deserved it. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, uh, those are the main ones that people really care about, uh, but. Best visual effects was kind of a discrepancy. Ex Machina won, uh, Mad Max. That was really good, though. Ex Machina. Have you seen it? I, I like the movie. I yeah. like the movie a lot. Um, but I think Star Wars's uh, visual effects were a lot better, as well as Mad Max's. Like in all honesty, I think Star Wars had too much of a nostalgia factor for it. And that, and that, that very well could have been. That's it. review but, for another time. Yeah. Um, but basically, what you want to know about the Oscars is 
uh, what was the name? Mad Max cleaned up like a for lot. all the technical stuff. For Spotlight surprised a lot. a lot of people by winning. What yep. song uh, score? Like the what's the word? Composer. What composer won for what movie? Do you remember? It was. Uh, not John Williams. Not, not John Williams. Not John Williams. Well, because all John Williams did was use the same crap from all the other six movies. Anyway, <laughs> it was Ennio Morrison, some dude, right. uh, from the, the Hateful Eight. It was okay. a Quentin That Tarantino was a movie. good score. Though. I forgot about that. Uh, I, movie. I think it was. I haven't seen the movie, but uh, from even just it, the preview. It was. Honestly, the, the sounding and the way it just helped the entire movie, it really was worth it. Yeah. So, cool, cool. Um, any big discrepancies you guys have with the Oscars? I mean,. I was just really upset that Tom Hardy didn't win. That was the biggest thing. Um, like, Mark Rylance did a good job in this movie, but we're going to get into it later. But Tom Hardy's performance was just so awesome. I can't I comment think, on I think that. you're a Tom Hardy fanboy. I think that's the problem here. I'm not. I you, am not. I think you really are. He's the best actor of our generation. Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy? Yes. Yeah, he very well could be. He's taking over for all of the actors that used to be the greats that are now aged and not finding... I can't think Are of things he's been in. Are you saying of our generation or this generation? Of well, I mean, he's maybe not Mike's generation. I think he's close to our age. Well, he can't be more than early thirties, isn't he? As a uh, as a viewer, I think he's more part of my generation because, like, I'm I'm the younger generations. Like, he's the big names in a lot of these movies, like the action star. Um, they put his odds to become the new next James Bond at four to one. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, and I, I would That's love to see that. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, would love to see that, right? But I mean, honestly, for a good actor, though, I saying he's the best actor of our generation or this generation or a generation, I think that's a little far. I, if anything, I'd say Leonardo DiCaprio is still way better than him. Yeah, and I, I hate doing like the single greatest. Like, you can't make an argument that Peyton Manning's the best quarterback of all time, or that. You know, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. You can't make a uh, an argument for a single greatest actor or anything, best movie ever. It's there's the top. It's like comparing apples to apples twenty years ago. Right. There, there's the top. He was trying to make a joke, but I just I'm trying to skip past. <laughs> and then there's the rest. You know what I mean? And and I think Tom Hardy's trying to get there. He was Bane and Batman. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stop guys. Saying that. <laughs> Well, I was just looking up what he had done because so, I but, don't know. Uh, it, he very well could have been the the main actor um, and had Leo's role switched. Like, he was the, the actor and Leo was supporting actor in The Revenant, which was kind of interesting because I don't know how they do that, if it's screen time or if it's just how the script was written. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like, know how to How do they it. categorize them? Yeah. And maybe maybe someone at the Oscars knows and wants to email us. Well, yeah, that's kind of like when uh, Christian Bale won for supporting actor in The Fighter when yeah. he was obviously the main. Yeah, he was not. Part. I mean, he wasn't the main character, but he was the best part of that movie, and he did have probably as much screen time as Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, if not more. It probably just comes to who they decide to bill in the production. Yeah. Stage who, of the movie. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Can not, little children not win Oscars? They can. Because yeah. speaking of that five-year-old boy, why wasn't he anywhere? That was good acting for a kid. Think of the demographic well, of the Academy. Yeah, and, you know, they're, they're probably thinking he's five years old. He's an exceptional actor at five years old. He's probably going to have time to win one uh, later Aww. in his life. Like, uh, was Leo nominated for Gilbert Grape? No idea. Yeah. Actually, I 
think he was, he right? Was, yeah. And he was what, like 13? He was young. I actually right. heard a rumor they legitimately thought he was handicapped yeah. because of his role in that movie. Oh my Which goodness. is like hilarious, not making fun of handicapped people, but like that's how good of a role he is that he fooled yeah. people into thinking he was handicapped, which is... I was just curious why that kid wasn't mentioned at all. Hi everybody, Matt McNeil again. Oh my uh, god! Well, no, we're, we're, man, we're we're talking about the Oscars, and I can't stay away from the conversation. Uh, I think that um, Mr. Tom Hanks was snubbed out of a Best Actor nomination because in Bridge of Spies, he was really, really good. But we're, we're gonna, gonna get, get into, into that. It. Yes, well, I know, but we're talking about Oscars now, and yeah. you. And I just wanted to I, let I everybody will know that he I did, think he, that he should have been. He did nominated. have a good role, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're not, let's not try to get into the movie too much right now. Uh, Brent just oh. showed me. Um, Tatum O'Neill is the name, Brent? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Paper Moon. Seven years old, uh, won an Oscar. Oh, wow. Ten. 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 For Paper Moon. Oh, who, who portrayed a seven-year-old? Something like that? Something. It said something like that. Anyway, so at young, cool. they okay. won an Oscar. Never heard of it. Um, okay, so anything else you guys want to say about Oscars before we move on? No? All right. So moving on, I have... A fun little, I don't know if it's tidbit or something. <laughs> um, I found this thing, and it's a Twitter account, and it's called... Who are you uh, stalking? Uh, it's nobody in particular. Uh, it's called <laughs> Pitches. Oh. So they write a bunch of movies that people would not pitch to professional producers, directors. I'd probably watch most of these. What's and the Twitter handle? Is that it? They're hilarious. Yes. it's There's a, an underscore in between it. Um, Michael Caine is a cantankerous old priest who can only communicate with his congregation by using the Fresh Prince quotes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? I think that'd actually make a good TV share, right? TV series, you know? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is a, is a successful young hip-hop producer who risks everything in an attempt to record the world's most dangerous sound. Ryan Gosling maybe, is... Maybe put... Um, God, the guy who played Nightcrawler. I can't think of his name. Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, thank you. Yeah. What were you going to do? Uh, Ryan Gosling is an FBI agent who is deep undercover, posing as a petulant millennial who yearns to be a food vlogger. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is a schizophrenic chef who invents a board game that can only ever be played once. <laughs> oh, my. That sounds like... That sounds curiously close to Saw. Robert De Niro is an aging racehorse trainer who becomes convinced that he invented the word breakfast. <laughs> Quality film right there. Aaron is just that. not that having right fun. He is not Aaron, having fun. Aaron, have fun. Right fun. These sound like amazing short skits. Like, I would should, watch a ton of these. We should great? petition to make there this. There we go. We, we need to see a TV series. <laughs> pitches. And right? just, it's just like five minute series, like Adult Swim's uh, a Robot Chicken. Yes. Wouldn't that be that be so awesome? I'll tweet at them at Twitter so you guys can find it. Since oh, I'm assuming yes. you bleeped the first yes, part of absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you guys hear about the uh, 300 the, like remake they were going to make about the Revolutionary War? And no. apparently, about seven or eight years ago, Adult Swim's Robot yes. Chicken pitched the exact idea in one of their skits. Oh, 1776, yeah. the That's 300 esque crazy. movie, and now they actually want to do dude it. Dude punches a polar bear on his canoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's freaking That's awesome. That's so great. Okay, Aaron, so why aren't you having fun with any of these? Because <laughs> it's just dumb. <laughs> As he's <laughs> like laughing. Would, it's like stuff you would come up with. And it's just complete randomness. Like, who cares? They picked an actor and just made some gibberish random story that's not even funny. But could you see De Niro Aaron's being like, this. I made the wood breakfast. 
No, it's dumb. I can. I can see that. Right? You can't do a De Niro. Yeah, I know. Yeah, were you doing De Niro as the Godfather? Maybe if Bane made breakfast or invented the word breakfast. (laughs) Yes, I was wondering why you haven't asked me about the word breakfast. It hurts every time you do it. It hurts. That was good. It gets worse. All right, so let's let's, uh, get past this hilarity and uh, get into the review of uh, Bridge of Spies, which, never mind, I'll save it for later. There was a serious lack of bridges and a serious lack of spies. Or bridges made of spies. Yeah, I was looking yes. at that bridge. It looked very metallic to I, me. Yes. I mistakenly watched a History Channel special on bridge building, thinking that was the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zero. It's just, I can't get past the fact about the lack of bridges made of spies. So, Bridge <laughs> of Spies from 2015. Just won an Oscar for Best Wait, wait. Actor. I just got Sporting it. Sporting actor. What? The bridge is metaphorical. Okay. Oh my goodness. So, uh, it's directed by uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, music by Thomas Newman, cinematography by Janusz Kaminski. Uh, it starred, um, uh, I guess, Mark Rylance, uh, one best supporting actor, and Tom Hanks uh, were pretty much the main ones. I mean, are there any other ones on this list that, uh, that are notable? I didn't recognize no. most of the it names. Was Tom Hanks and Mark Rylance. Well, Eve, uh, Eve Hewson, who played Carol Donovan, is Bono's daughter, okay. which is interesting because you two and the plane. Yeah. Um, Jesse Plemons um, played Murphy, and he, you, I'd seen him in other things just as minor roles, but that was just another face to kind of notice. That was r- pretty much it. See, I just actually have a stupid question here. Thomas Newman, the guy that did the musical score here, mm-hmm. is he related to Randy Newman? I don't no, know I'm, if that's I'm, a I'm joke being serious. or not. No, I'm being serious here. I just more of a curiosity. <laughs> okay. If you knew I, I have no idea. Okay, okay no. so the movie was written by Matt Charman uh, and then the Cohen brothers, Ethan and Joel Cohen. Uh, the plot is, during the Cold War, an American lawyer is recruited to defend an arrested Soviet spy in court and then help the CIA facilitate an exchange of the spy for the Soviet captured American U-2 spy plane pilot Francis Gary Powers. Um, it got a 7.7 on IMDb and 92% of critics on Rotten Tomatoes enjoyed it as well as 84% of the audience. Uh, Rotten Tomato critics gave it a 7.8 and audience gave it 4.1 respectively. So at this point I want to stop and say if you have not seen the movie and you do not want it ruined by spoilers please do not listen to the show. I mean do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Exactly. We're not trying to ruin the movie for you. Uh, so stop the show right here and go watch the movie and come back to it later. Because uh, this is basically an analysis piece for you guys. So there. We've said it. We've got our... I will spoil the crap out of this for you. Exactly. What? You, you can pull up it. Steven Spielberg on your yeah. computer. Absolutely. Why? 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 Uh, because I think I've seen almost everything he's come out with, and I, in my opinion, this is his best movie in years. Because it's not really as what well, he did. Mm. Lincoln, which was just a snooze. Are fest. you talking director or like director? Producer? Director. Okay. okay. Um. Gosh. So he did Lincoln, which was a bore. He did War Horse, which was just too. Disney like The uh, Adventures of Tintin. Stop. I don't know. He did do Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Stop it. Oh, Ooh, that was. Okay. We don't so talk his, about the that. The last good movie he did, <laughs> in my opinion, anyways, was The Terminal with Tom Hanks. So now he's going back to uh, and Catch Me If You Can right before before that with Tom Hanks. So. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. By the way, and the Minority Port with another Tom, Tom Cruise. Yes. Um, but I will say this was probably, and I haven't seen every movie that he's made, but this is probably bottom. 
three, bottom five. For oh, me. I mean really? that that I have seen because I just I didn't enjoy this movie first off. Hmm. I uh, it was um. We'll get into it. We'll get <laughs> I into say, it. I just say is that a segue? So, yeah. Are we going? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, what are you guys' first initial thoughts, starting with Schley? I liked it a lot. It was really pretty. I love it when historical pieces work. Well, like sometimes you can tell it's really forced, but I really liked how everything looked in this one. It felt right. You could see like the tension between the countries really well, not to mention the acting was amazing. Obviously, I really liked Abel. I don't know. I really liked it. Okay. John, what about you? I thought for being a talkie piece, it worked really well. I, I would have loved to have seen some more action, but I was there was not a point in this movie where I found myself being bored, although it might have helped that I did have my phone out at points. I don't know. Okay. But well, that's I, fair. I think what I'm saying is the acting was great, the writing was great. There was a couple things that I will get into later that I just absolutely hated, mm-hmm. but I think overall the movie was worth it, and I think, um, I forget his name, the guy that played Abel, uh, Mark Rylance. Yeah, he deserved an Oscar for that. I that yeah, performance it, it was, was good really performance. good. Yeah, but Aaron, what about you? Uh, like I said, I think this is one of Spielberg's Spielberg's strongest recently. Spielberg, uh, and in my opinion, I think it's one of Tom Hanks Goldberg's brother. Yes, Goldberg's brother. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, anyway, it's got to be cousin. Yeah, cousin. <laughs> so I think this is. I don't know how Tom Hanks wasn't nominated. He was nominated for Captain Phillips, and he was. Far and away better in this movie. Look at me. I am the captain now. And like, that was Tom Hanks' best, like Johnny best role. Said, yep, we're moving right past that awful impression. <laughs> like Johnny said, this is a two and a half hour movie. I never found myself bored. Uh, I think getting the Coen brothers to do the dialogue was a good move because it. I will give all it credit of it was that interesting. It had very good dialogue. Yeah. Um, the Supreme Court scene was real, like from the wow. whatever records or whatever according to IMDb. So they just reenacted it. That was mm-hmm. actually one of the better scenes in my opinion. The yeah, Supreme it was Court a scene. Wow. Very Wait, cool. like the Soviet one or the American uh, one? The American one. Okay. I, I, the I'm, Soviet Supreme Court scene? Well, well when they were saying When they were like sentencing Gary Powers. Oh no, when he was addressing the Supreme Court is what she was yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, I got you. But I wasn't okay. sure if it was like she, both of them were real. No, I, I get you. I get okay. you. Um, so, you know, I kind of got in my thoughts but I didn't like this movie and I might be on the outside it sounds like uh, I thought cinematography was exceptional at times very pretty movie I thought it was awful I'm going at some point okay yes the cinematography is the thing that I hated the most about this movie I noticed it maybe five minutes in dang fisheye lens yep um, I almost wanted to I curse at that. that. No, that was the stupidest thing. It made every room look way too huge. On the corner of the screens, I was distracted all the time by curvy lines, yep. lines that should have been straight. It was just, I found it really annoying. And they did it throughout the entire movie to make every room look way bigger than it should yeah. have been. We'll, we're going to touch on that again later. Um, but it was, I don't think Tom Hanks' performance was as good as I think it should have been. Um, well, and like I said, we're going to get all this just first off the top of my head. So call me out on these later so we can bring them up. Um, and Why later, let's do it now. Well, like we're going to go down a list, you know? Oh, fine. We're going to touch on acting, writing this and that, but we just our first initial thoughts. <laughs> so let's start with acting. Why did you guys think Tom Hanks did such a great job starting? Let's Aaron. Aaron, okay. you're such I'll a start. proponent of uh, Hanks. Well, Yes. Because he is one of the greatest, and like I said, this was probably one of his strongest in years. Um, 
I think because he was able to carry a two and a half hour movie and keep your interest and Tom Hanks has the kind of stature similar to like in road to perdition where he has enough of a presence to, to be kind of this uh, commanding figure. Like when he's going up against uh, like a verbal argument with the CIA agents where he has this kind of power when he's speaking and this influence over people. And then he still has that, vulnerable fatherly like attitude towards everything i think this was a great performance i think it should have been nominated in my opinion tom hanks is a speaker on par with morgan freeman he's got this air about him whenever he speaks you take a notice of it okay and do you feel the same way with both what they said i do and i uh Matt can attest to this when we were watching it. I kept commenting about how much I loved the faces Tom Hanks was making. Yes. <laughs> like on the train. He was like in the detail, background yeah. and I was like, oh, that's a good See, face. I, I didn't <laughs> notice these. I didn't notice these. I, I It just, it felt like a lot of Tom, uh, I almost said Cruise. A lot of Tom Hanks' movies are the same person. I think you could have put Tom Cruise in here. It would have been just as good. I'm sure. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Yes. Uh, I think like it just it felt like he wasn't acting a whole lot because he had played a similar character in a lot of movies. So it wasn't it was in his wheelhouse. Don't get me wrong; it was a good job, but it didn't. I'll admit, it wasn't anything I'll admit, Tom Hanks is typecasted to this kind of a role where he's he's the sensitive, caring, you know, but really tough and stern. Yeah, guy. yeah, just a good speaker all around. Really, I'm socially adept i guess okay I that's that's a good word George. Yeah. describe him yeah. and i i just i didn't enjoy that because he i know he's a great actor i've seen him have an exceptional range from saving private ryan to to what's the one where he's the special forrest gump <laughs> yeah, i couldn't think of forrest gump you know but this it just seemed like he sorry speaking of forrest gump i i noticed recently i was uh flipping through Netflix, yeah. and I saw Forrest Gump on there. Tom Hanks' name is almost bigger on the title screen there than the Forrest, Forrest Gump. That's nice, so funny. Nice. Yeah, it was funny. It's funny. Um, so I, I just felt like he honed it in, or home, homed it homed it in? Phoned? Well, phoned. That's but you phoned. have to realize, though... <laughs> One of those words. Wow. He's he's playing exactly what needs to be played when, when portraying a lawyer... Yeah. He, yeah. And it's not about like the bra- it's like Schley said it's about just the little minute things he does to bring more of a character to what he's trying to do. Okay. I think like I said Captain Phillips was kind of this more relatable character, but this was Tom Hanks' best in years in my Okay. Opinion. And and uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what else Tom Hanks has done uh recently, but it, it was it was a good performance. It's not what I hate on the most. Uh it just I think it could have been better and i think the scenes with mark rylance were great when it was tom hanks with mark rylance oh i loved their relationship yeah they had they had a chemistry in this movie it was amazing see again there that's another point i didn't i i thought mark they bought that they both did great i just wasn't excited about anything that they did like aside from the small sort of comedic parts when like hanks would physically be upset and he's like you're not worried about this would it help yeah, would it help? <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's put it this way then. Maybe this will... If, imagine this movie, two and a half hour long historical drama about a lawyer. Imagine this movie without Tom Hanks. I don't think it works. No, no. Um, but even this version, I think it could have been written better, which I want to touch on again. 
uh, it's coming up soon. You can't rewrite history. Apparently, you can for dramatic effects <laughs> in movies. Yeah, Hasht- we just we've been hashtag over this. imitation game. <laughs> um, so, I mean, anything else you guys want to say about acting? I mean, it wasn't. I will say one thing: if if I had to pick out any kind of acting I did not like, it was the CIA agents, especially in the second half of the movie. Yeah, they, they were very one-dimensional. I always knew expected what they were going to say. They, it was very. It wasn't. It just didn't feel like the rest of the movie. A lot of the characters were one-dimensional. Well, anyone else? Well, they weren't the main characters well, yeah, because though. they were side characters. They were just parts. In they the weren't story. supposed mm, to be super. They could and should have been. It's it's the movie's about him trying to make their Tom Hanks's character trying to make this exchange, but the CIA agents played such a big and pivotal part. They not really. They didn't. In, they in drove life, him or? places. What, what did they do? Well, Tried he's to arguing with them, trying to get him to, like, oh, you will, you can only exchange one, and like that's that's his one line. Like, I I think it's just it, there wasn't enough there to grab onto, because like you see, he's trying to get two people, and it's like he's only coming home with two people. I but, don't know, but you have to think the CIA agents are doing their job in their eyes. The student doesn't matter. He he knows not the student doesn't know anything that could jeopardize America. What's he going to tell them? He was studying their economy. See, I'm, I'm going to say from a from a government employee standpoint, CIA agents did hit home with that aspect, the focus on getting that primary objective. But I will say the way they acted, just the way it was written, maybe I just it didn't feel good. Yeah, I I, I think it just could have been better. So let, let's move right into writing. Um, a lot of the characters were one dimensional. Uh, I thought there was going to be like a side love story at the very beginning between uh, the Tom Hanks assistant, um, who I thought would have a larger role in yeah, this I film. Yeah, I thought that too at first. Yeah, between the daughter and yeah. him. I felt that exact same And then thing. it was like kibosh, like 10 minutes into the movie. It's because the movie knew you were suspecting it. So it was like, nope, uh-uh. The movie's become sentient. I w- it knows what you want. Uh, wow. That's impressive. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> did, did you catch that? Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> terrible. Um, so I, that's just what I was disappointed with. Um, the and I felt like a lot of characters, like the, like I said, the CIA agents were also like this. Um, but what did you guys think? You know, well, in my opinion, I guess it didn't really matter that that guy, that that character I, wasn't it, part of it. It didn't, but I I felt like th- it was just a storyline following Tom Hanks's characters. Like there wasn't any drama, no give and take. Like it, there wasn't. I don't think the story was great. I'll there just was, say there it. was plenty of drama. It I was a, an insurance lawyer bargaining for a trade of spies between two countries on the brink of war, nuclear mm-hmm. war, which makes it like ten times worse. Hashtag Maybe mutual annihilation. Times. I don't know. I just mad. <laughs> I I just felt like the it wasn't brought. It wasn't brought in. Wow, and yeah. and and you're hosting this. Yeah, with wasn't, words like that. It was a bring it on reference. Yeah. Oh bring, my gosh. bring it on too, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's nothing. already been brought in. Yep. Oh my. <laughs> oh my god. You've seen Thank that you. movie? Yeah. I did oh. Get that reference. Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, you know, I'm kind of glad. In all honesty. <laughs> oh my. But I don't. I just. I just. That's just. Just me. But fight me well, on, it, please. I thought there was plenty of drama here. I mean, 
the way the way Tom Hanks as an insurance lawyer was forced to accept this case. I mean, he had no real choice about it. I mean, and then he took it above and beyond. He he went and fought for this guy's civil liberties, liberties he thought he should have. And no one else did. Everyone exactly. was fighting Every, him. Everyone was just like, well, screw him. He's a Russian. He's a commie. It was it was during the height of the Red Scare. It, I can easily see where the drama comes from, whether it be historical or, you know, created for the purpose of this movie. I think yeah. it's pretty dramatic when you get your house shot at. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess, I wish there were more scenes of that because it was... Like, they touched on it a few times. I, I get that. I will that. admit the scene where the house was getting shot did remind me a lot of Remember the Titans yeah. when the brick gets thrown through the... Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Terrifying. And I don't know. I just... I wish they would have touched on it more. That's why you should live underground. He he makes... <laughs> he, he makes reference to, like, he's the hated, most hated man in America. But they didn't show you that. They told you that, but they didn't show Even it Even the cops were getting they mad at him, though. They, they showed it they once. They blatantly showed it to they you. They showed it once when his house got shut up. When else did they show it? On the they, train well, when everyone's showed... glaring at him. When he lost his case at his firm. Exactly. Took it away. There was little subtle reporters. hints all the yeah, I didn't time. Get, I, the only time you didn't see mm-hmm. it was when he was in Germany and not the most hated man in the country. I don't know. All right. Uh, that's Sorry, fine. Not the most hated civilian, because I guess technically Abel was the most hated man. Okay. Well, that's yeah, fair. Fair. Okay. So, um what else do you guys want to touch on? Um I thought with the writing, I thought it did a good job of keeping you interested and there were points that they tried to introduce a little humor. Uh, Steven Spielberg always does that where he tries to inject little bits of humor into these kind of serious gritty movies. Yeah. Uh the one part that I laughed at when Tom Hanks comes back without a coat he asks for another coat and they're like how the heck did you lose a coat and he just goes oh you know spy stuff (laughs) yes that was amazing yeah okay and you know I did like that but Mm. Mm. I I was honestly at that point when he did get his coat taken by the the was it East German gang I was actually really tense at that point I was like oh my god he's gonna get his butt kicked you can say ass ass is that that one of the seven no Oh, awesome. As long as you don't say hole after it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. Um, my bad. No, you're good. Um, goodness. What I thought maybe happened? he'd get stabbed or something. I was hoping he would well, get beat okay. up. Okay. Mike. No, no, no. But I thought, in my, I thought that was just part of the the game that the guy, because remember he, when he told the, the German guy that he got his coat stolen, the guy's like, yeah, it was from Fifth and Sax, wasn't it? Like, he knew exactly. I thought it was part of the gamesmanship of these quote-unquote spies playing with him like they took his coat they gave him the runaround with all the people meeting and they're just kind of throwing him off kind of seeing how he would react to these situations i thought that was part of the gamesmanship see i didn't oh really i didn't i just chalked it up to thugs i did too <laughs> but that makes that makes a little more sense because he you know but Which, by the way if you if you watch that scene and you watch the way i actually watched this scene a couple probably a dozen times just if you watch the way the kids maneuver themselves around him it's actually a really good strategic move. Just saying. Cool. If you ever want to mug someone. Yeah, if you want to mug someone, watch that scene. It's re- it gives you a lot of good pointers. Uh, did you know, uh, I think law enforcement typically wa- uh, shows like new recruits uh, the movie Heat because they uh, do cover fire the really? strategic way. Not even kidding. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's been used fire? in the past. So, like, if they're retreating, one person will shoot while the other, like, takes yeah. cover. Co- ah. Cover fire, basically, you're laying down fire downrange to 
kind of suppress the enemy so your other individuals can move. Yeah. It's it's cool. pretty interesting because heat does it apparently the appropriate way. Gosh, digression. All right. Yep. <laughs> Nothing we're to learning. do with this review. But, hey, you know, we're having fun. There were guns in the movie. Honestly, it's fine. Speaking of, though, the East German embassy with the Soviets and everything, I thought that was an amazing scene when he was talking or, I guess, negotiating with the... Uh, what was he supposed to be? He was he was actually the KGB he was the head. second secretary. He said or something like that. He tried to play it off as a second. Uh, he was a secretary. Yeah, but he was actually the you know, the head of the KGB in the East Germany or something. That was. I thought that scene was amazing. I was. It was so tense. I just was curious. I absolutely well, curious yeah, what was going to happen next. That's yeah. what I liked about the dialogue. They kept it. A bit, like I said, that gamesmanship where they bring in this fake family to try to play on his sympathy for Abel. Then they bring in this guy. They they keep telling him, "Oh, Vogel, you, you can't talk to him. You'll talk to me." And then they get it's seemingly a friendly conversation about how they want to proceed with this exchange. But you can tell each of them has their own objective and wants to get it done their way. And, and I will admit the whole Vogel as a lawyer thing and not even working with the Soviets that threw an interesting kink in like the la- the latter third of the movie. It was it was it was a way to keep the movie fresh because you didn't know how it was going to work out at that point. It was, I loved the way the movie kept throwing wrenches into the works and it made you keep guessing on how to work. Cause if it stayed, you know, just linear, like it was, you wouldn't have a movie. Yeah. I didn't follow much of like a spy esque formula. Nothing went well, it was perfect. probably more realistic spy formula than like something that like James Bond run around blowing exactly, things up. Exactly. Exactly. So, You're telling me those yeah. aren't based off real things, Michael? No, no, those those are exactly those are a hundred percent real. You need to just keep believing that. Explosions Ooh. everywhere, all the time. Worried spies. Yep. Collateral damage means nothing to yeah. spies. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it a million times. Seen it a million times. Okay, one thing I want to hit on though that really I would like to hit on several people. Earlier, things. No. What? Whoa! <laughs> come go on. Come on. Cinematography. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about that I previously. obviously yeah. went on my little rant about that earlier, but I want to know what you guys liked about it. I liked the way, and I guess it's not even necessarily cinematography, but more set design. I like the way they made the basically destroyed East German, East Germany part of yeah. the, I mean, it. Yeah. You was, could tell this is the same cinematography, cinematographer that did Saving Private Ryan, and you could see a lot of that in those scenes. It was probably just an old unused set. That they it had left over. Could have been. Very well could have been. It was in Poland. East Berlin was filmed in Poland. Speaking of Saving Private Ryan, I just realized Vin Diesel was in that. Yeah, he's that Let's guy. get back on topic. <laughs> We've had enough digressions for a, a hot second. <laughs> Goodness. There are Van actually a Diesel. lot of nods and winks to Saving Private Ryan in this movie. I, yeah. Um, okay, so cinematography, I what I really liked about it is like when he's driving... In this car, uh, when he's in like the back seat or whatever, uh, you get to see everybody's face. Like there are people, five people in a car. It's not always the easiest to get them all into a single frame, but you can see all their faces by the way that they're positioned, and it make it look natural still. Uh, you as he was driving, it was reflecting some of the outside world, so you could still see what's going on, even though it's a close up of his face. It was beautiful at times. Even when he's on the train, you could see the world going by outside, like behind him, and you could still see what's going on reflected in front of him. It was amazing. And then they got into the prison cell, 
and they shot uh, a camera of him uh, walking, Tom Hanks walking back and forth in front of this uh, uh, open window, and it was bleached white. They did that a lot. All the soft focus with the background lighting. So annoying. It, I hate that. Even in uh, the, uh, I guess it was technically, was it Vogel? They were in his office. and Yes. Yep. He had like a lamp in the background and the windows and it was all just weird, out of focus, soft focus, blinding white. And it, it, the, it was like they boosted the contrast uh, post-production so it would just like glare. I don't remember any of these scenes. Really? I remember I, I was, only I was, the prison one because the window was just really big and they kept like switching back yeah, and forth. I think I was just put off by that fisheye and I just and, basically stopped watching the, you know, and the pictures and just listening to it. Really? The, the fisheye didn't bug me too much. I mean, it was annoying a little bit, but the... And I don't think it was in every single scene. It was in the vast majority. Almost anything that wasn't outside had fisheye. Okay. Um, but the... It just the the way that they set up some of the shots is like God, this is amazing. How did this not win an Oscar? Like for you know, I, I will admit the way they did do some of the panning work was actually right. done pretty well. And some of the, like the following and tracking shots where they would follow one character for yeah, like thir- yeah, that was ten seconds good. and then switch to another. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, however, sorry, go on. I just you were mentioning like following a character in house. Just the entire first ten minutes of them following Abel around. I thought was great and then they kind of like they would follow Abel and then it would pan over and follow the uh, agents following him and it, I thought that entire sequence was great because there was almost no dialogue it was just so sneaky yeah it was just them following Abel very good and I love how clever Abel was too when he was like can I clean my palate can I clean my palate wow that was, a very that was bad terrible yeah. yeah you realize that he was Russian but he didn't have a Russian accent. Although I do wonder, what, do. Would it, what would it sound like if Bane was able? No, <laughs> no. Oh, yes. I just need to clean my palace. Oh, yes. Oh, and then goodness. detonate this bomb. Uh, yep. That happened. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, another thing I wanted to say about this set, because we touched on that, you guys did a little bit, but I didn't like the set. I hated it because you could tell it was a set. Oh. I love when movies. Even if they're not on sets, they're on site or something like that. This, at the very beginning, uh, when it is following Abel, you can look in the background like, God, this is a set. If it's not a set, I'm impressed because it looks like a set. And there was just only a few scenes that had it um, that looked like sets. Like at the very beginning when they're following Abel around um, and it's just like a, a old block like street block in the background it looked completely like that and in the uh law, law office of the two that stood out to me most i i just i love w- when they rather d- film it on location and that way you know it's real uh, and, and that probably hurts acoustics and everything like well that, but. not only that but this it was not a modern day movie you can't just go to locations well, yes. and be like hey here's modern day america but we're uh we're in the past do you do you have an office that looks like the 50s <laughs> Well, I get that, but you know, like, it don't make it look like a set because everything was too clean, everything was too neat. Mess it up a little bit. I'm sure everything was not the reds weren't red all the time and the blues weren't blue all the time. They had faded paint. You know, it just it it felt too much like it was a movie. His house in Berlin was nice and messed up. It had ripped wallpaper and, and that's, it that's looked cold. Of, yeah, and that's one of the points where I was like, wow, this is awesome, but it almost looked too torn up and like it was a set. I don't know. That's that's just me. 
I just the the visuals in this movie I think is why I hate it so much because I'm such a visual person when I watch the movies. I didn't like it. Uh, I disagree. I okay. mean, I know they weren't great, but I thought they were just fine. Okay, thought, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, they I thought Abel's the apartment at the beginning when they're showing and painting. I thought the the lighting and how it was shot was great with that one. I thought the entire sequence with Tom Hanks in East Berlin was great. Yes, that was one of the points where I was like, wow, this is awesome. I think this is a lot of CGI, but the great, wow, this is really cool. The U2 scene was, I mean, obvious CGI, but it was... What? I the crashing what? with him on the outside of the plane? Yeah, I thought that was a good scene. I was like white-knuckled they in that scene. They didn't record that in person? Nope. That, that was that was a um, fake plane crash. I did have a problem wow. with though with the cameras, like when the cameras were protruding. It was so clearly CGI. It bugged. It just it bugged me. It bugged me. Okay, uh, you know. <laughs> to but to me, the whole YouTube thing felt a little unneeded. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, that's which, how the guy gets there. Which well, I know that, but we can obviously they could have put it in without having to show. That. I mean, honestly, I understand the action kind of keeps you interested and whatnot, but. I don't think they needed a lot of those segues they had. Well, but not only that, but they had to show who this character was and why he becomes like the most hated person in America by yeah. getting, well, I guess not his fault he got shot down, but not killing himself. Not destroying the plane, not killing himself. Cuz he saw captured. the picture of the he lady, he so was he had second thoughts do. or whatever. Yeah, and, uh, that, I think the problem I hated about that part of the movie is it's it felt so thin. Like it was it was just basically plot devices or Bad exhibition, I think that's the phrase. Exposition. Exposition. Goodness. Well, but home did it. It's already two and a half hours. <laughs> Do you want him to make it three hour long? No, I'd rather than just cut it out. And if you're gonna give me bad exposition, do it in a matter of five seconds. Where, well, Francis Gary Power's been captured, and then they're like, "Well, who's that? Oh, he was in the U two spy plane." That's. But then it. we wouldn't care. I didn't care about him anyway. And then they could have used the CIA agents more as an exposition tool, and it could have been more fluid that way. That's, I think this is the biggest discrepancy, uh, aside from like the visual stuff, is I think the story could have cut out about a half hour worth of junk, and it would have circumvented a lot of stuff. I think what you're saying is screw Mr. Powers. Sure. Austin Powers. Oh, gosh. Oh, yes. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. I did that to you guys. Please forgive me. (laughs) All right. So... I mean, this, do you yeah, think I know what you're saying, but okay. but they had to show you something of each of those stories, Francis Gary Powers and the student, Pryor. Uh, Frederick Pryor, yeah. to show you what Tom Hanks' character is negotiating for, what yeah. he's fighting for. They had to give you some sort of He's not just fighting for a name. You want to see that he's fighting for humans. Even the student, they gave you a very, very thin backstory and tried to infuse see, this kind of love story. I think this, this, that was better done then there though because like yeah but uh, you have to show the u2 spy plane you have to show that's essentially what the cold war was boiled down to is an information war you had to show that and what these two countries i thought they were fighting over ice john john come on ice (laughs) jeez We've had enough digressions. Let's just yeah. try to get through the rest of this. No more podcasts with two Lucases. Is that a rule now? Like we do that. <laughs> okay. So I don't. I don't know. Um, anything else? Else you guys want to add? I mean, are there any scenes you guys want to touch on in particular? I mean, we're running a little bit short on time, and maybe no. I well, and like I said, I a lot of it. I know what you're saying with 
the lighting, the bad lighting, the weird focus, but I thought a lot of it was so good. That last bridge scene I thought was a great looking scene. I thought it was shot well. I thought it was acted well with Tom Hanks. Super tense. Oh, Mark Rylance did great. Yes. I I can wait. I legitimately felt so bad that Mr. Abel did not get a hug at the end. I know when they, when he was like, either they'll embrace me or I'll be shown the back seat. And then you see him go into the back seat. Remember that part? Yeah. I like that old guy. And now I know he probably died somewhere in Siberia. But then they they told you that he lived. Didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, he didn't. There was like words at the end. Yeah, like there the, was oh, words. Like remember the Titans when it goes through each character? Because that's yeah, I completely. That's shut the that second. Off. Remember the Titans uh, well, reference this podcast. The one <laughs> scene I did hate so much. It was just such a Spielbergian scene because he likes to do all these like silly Disney mushy crap scenes. When <laughs> yeah, when go on. he's mirroring the scene when he's on the there's a scene in Berlin. He's oh, on a yep. train. He sees the people trying to climb the wall and get shot. And then they mirror that scene almost exactly when he gets back home to America. And he looks out the window and there's kids climbing over a fence. And it's just like this weird, sappy metaphor for the Berlin Wall. Well, it's just, well and it was like, this is what happens there. This is what happens Yeah, it here. was just bad. And Spielberg does that a lot. I didn't I hate it. It was definite. Like, I, I think it was it cheesy, was, but I think it served so its cheesy. purpose. And he did the same thing with the newspaper. Like, they see him in the newspaper yep. and, oh, we hate yep. you. And then they see, That's oh, the we saved the say. day. Oh, we like you. I and it's hated just mirrored, that one more. Two scenes mirror each other. I, with yeah, different... I didn't like that one. Mm-hmm. I liked the, uh, the jumping. Yeah. What's up? Nothing? Okay. Uh, <laughs> anything else you guys want to talk about before we get into rating it nope okay so you know i will go first this time um this movie actually we've got to say at the beginning we do this every time this movie was uh recommended to us yeah (laughs) forgetfulness yeah forgetfulness and digressions perfect uh this movie was recommended to us by uh one of our not so viewers but host to the show Teresa lucas my mother yay so you're welcome that's the voice you go mom yeah um so Thank you for doing that. Um, I am going to give this movie a seven. I thought... For not liking it. That's pretty high. Yeah. Mm, it. W- yeah. No, I'm going to call you out on this. Give me a reason. Okay. I, th- I, th- I, I didn't say I didn't like it. I said I th- it was good. It was not exceptional. This this was nominated for Best Picture. Does anyone know? Yeah, yeah it was. I don't think it should have got a nomination. I think it was a good movie. I think I, it was I, a I solid agree. movie. It maybe okay. probably should have had, in my opinion, had Tom Hanks nominated for acting rather than for the best picture. And I, I would be, I would accept that better than best picture nomination. Okay, I can see that. And I'm saying the movie is above average. It is, it's a beautiful movie at times to watch. It's a uh, solid acting piece for the most part. Um, the story was extremely thin. There was a lack of a bad exposition, but I think that kind of hurt the film, like I said, because I think it could have been a lot shorter. It dragged on for me. So, seven. I mean, I, I don't know what else I can say about it. So, seven. Okay. John, what about you? I think I would give this movie eight and a half fish eyes. Eight okay. and a half fish eight eyes. Half. Really? Well, actually, I you know, I'm going to take that to eight. The Just the way the camera work did that throughout the entire movie and I noticed it so early it really it really killed the visual aspect of that entire movie because I found myself focusing a lot on scenes that did include it but other than that the the acting and the 
the script just kept me so interested that I thought this was a really good movie. As you said, maybe not best picture worthy, but definitely best actor, best supporting actor for you know, Rylance Mr. Hanks and, and Hanks. Rylance. Okay. Yeah. For sure, Shelley, what about you? I am giving it a nine. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I liked no. it a lot. Uh, I really thought the sets worked well. Like, you know it's a set because we don't look like that. Like, the houses don't look like that anymore, but I think that it made the illusion. I really liked the acting, obviously. Um, if anything, the only reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because it was long and there are no cats. It was long. <laughs> That's not the real reason. That's a joke reason. Uh, well, no. Heck, <laughs> I think we're going to keep keep that, though. Okay, there, it was long works. and there were no cats. It was so. light on cats. <laughs> and, uh, as we learned last week, you get a good rating if you have Sandra Bullock's nipples in there. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that's the other true, yeah. part of the point. <laughs> anyway, Aaron, what, what do you uh, give it? I give it an 8.25. Okay. Um, I really, really did like it. There were some problems with how it looked sometimes. Um, I think, obviously, I've said it before, Tom Hanks was great in this movie. Mark Rylance was good. He did very well with this character, but I don't know if he was best supporting actor worthy. Um I honestly thought Hanks was better than Rylance in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's fair to say. That's fair to say. So, uh, overall, the uh, average score is... Uh, eight and one sixteenth. Eight. 8.1. 8.1. We're just, <laughs> you know... Hey, but you guys are the ones doing decimals here. Good for I didn't you do doing fractions. Good for you. That's... Math lesson today. Yeah. That's it's the and hard. more part. I gave part. it a .25. You get whole numbers. You just divide the quarter oh. Aaron we can't all have gone to high school <laughs> yeah, we can't have all gone to no, high school he, he went to college Ooh. like Plankton did too but look where that got him what he ruled Bikini Bottom for a while he did true that Plankton from Spongebob oh right yeah so I, I thought you were talking about a real person no owner of the scum bucket chum, chum, chum bucket whoa <laughs> obviously anyway, you didn't go to high school 8.1 roughly give or take a few numbers uh, from us uh, for Bridge of Spies, uh, I'd say it's worth a watch, though. I mean, I didn't like it, and I don't say watch it tomorrow, but it is worth a watch, I'd say. Give it a watch. At least put it on his background, you know, Noise. sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Watch it. This isn't a movie that you're going to throw into the DVD player and watch over and over and over, but you see it once, it's definitely worth it. Everybody loves Tom Hanks. You'll love him in this movie, I think. I think that's a, a bold statement saying everyone loves Tom Hanks. I don't Hanks. think there's a single person on this earth that doesn't love Tom Hanks. I oh. hate him. Honestly, when I saw Castaway, I really didn't like him that much. Did you like Wilson? I did actually prefer the acting of the volleyball over Tom Hanks. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so next week, we're going to bring you a review of Straight Outta Compton. It's the... Uh, I should have had this pulled up at some point, you know, because I knew we were going to do this, and I just decided to look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> no time so, like the present. Right? Exactly. So, Straight Outta Compton, it's a movie from 2015. I said this on uh, an episode a long while ago. I can't remember exactly when, but I said that I think this should have been nominated for Best Picture. So, you can call me out in a week when you disagree wholeheartedly. Uh, Straight Outta Compton from 2015, it's about two and a half hours long. 
Uh, it's a biography, drama, and history movie. Got 8.0 on IMDb. Uh, the synopsis is, the group NWA emerges from the mean streets of Compton in Los Angeles, California in the mid-1980s and revolutionizes hip-hop culture and with their music and tales about their hood, life in the hood. I was going to say hood Man, in the Man, I am so disappointed. Someone said NWO earlier. I was expecting wrestling. Really? Because oh I thought of the New World Order as in like... The, the, the Illuminati. Like the New World Order. Oh, yeah. But I thought like it was like the 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 Illuminati, not not uh, no. the wrestling. No. Um, the movie yeah. was directed by. Um, oh, I thought that said F. Gary Gary. <laughs> it's F. Gary Gray. F. Gary oh. Gary. F. F. Gary Man, Gary. F. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was written by Jonathan Herman and Andrea Burloff. Um. Story by Andrew Burloff, Alan Wenkis, and Esley Savage. Uh, it stars um, O'Shea Jackson. Um, and that's actually Ice Cube's son. Um, Corey Hawkins, Jason Mitchell, Neil Brown, uh, Aldous Hodge, and uh, what is his name? I can't see him on this list. Um, Paul Giamatti. That's it. Paul Giamatti. Uh, oh, really? He's are, in there? Yeah. He's one of the main characters. He's uh, Yeah, Jerry. Uh, okay. So those are pretty much the biggest names uh, in the movie. Not a whole lot of familiar names, but we're reviewing that next week. Uh, that'll be on next Monday's show. So I'll have to make sure that we review it for Monday's show. So, great. Making notes to yourself on the air now. You know, you got to do something. You're so well organized. <laughs> I do what I can. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? Is anyone excited for this movie? I am. Because I'm, you know, big NWA fan. Is Bane excited for this movie? Oh, yes. <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? Yeah, it's been like eight <laughs> times this episode. The listeners are probably just like... I, I found the button to press. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I have power. He just asks a question in the form of like Bane. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Mike. Is Bane excited for this? <laughs> it's uh, like your alter ego. Right? <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, Aaron, hit us with it. Tell your friends. You know, we actually don't. No, we didn't uh, plug social media whatsoever. So, Twitter. Uh, yeah. At yeah, nothing real. If they don't know about social media by now, I mean, True. come on. Just follow us on iTunes. We're just going to circumvent the process. Follow us on iTunes. Nothing but real reviews and more. Uh, rate, comment, subscribe. Listen to, one of our, listen to one of our past shows. You'll find out all about the social media. Yay. Yay. Aaron, hit us with it. Tell your friends.